Welcome to the Synapse Nips podcast, where we explore the power of health and healing. On this podcast, we will be talking with health experts, professionals, and leaders about hot topics in the world of health. Whether it's tools to help you flourish, successful stories to inspire, or tips to optimize your health, Synapse Nips is here to help you take the first steps towards living your best life. Welcome to Snap Snips. This is Dr. Troy Spurl, and today I'm joined by a special guest, our new hire here at Synapse. This is Carrie. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes. Uh, today we're going to be talking functional medicine, and uh, we're ex- uh, very excited to add Carrie to the team. We've uh, now had her for a couple weeks, so this is very, very new, and I just want to get her take on a lot of different things. And uh, I figured you guys are getting a little tired of Josh and Marquis. So, uh, so this is going to be a good change here. So let's just start with um, number one. How did you end up uh, getting to Synapse? How'd you find us here? Well, my daughter was a patient here many years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, she was having some gut issues and uh, Dr. Troy was the only doctor that could figure out what was going on with her. And so it was always something in the back of my mind. And when I decided to go to functional medicine training, um, this was actually my dream job to be able to work here alongside with Dr. Troy and in this clinic. So uh, were you, what were you doing before you started doing the training for functional medicine? I've been a hairdresser for about 30 years. We, We know you're good. You know how we know you're good? Because everyone that comes to the doors sees her, and I'm used to them kind of coming up to me and saying, oh, Dr. Troy. But everyone comes to the doors like, oh, Carrie, what are you doing here? Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, so you definitely know a lot of the community, share a lot of the same community. And that's been a, a nice little blessing for us to, to, to see that aspect of our uh, patients that uh, know you as well. So. What what was it though that drove you? Because I know you're obviously good. You you really enjoy that industry and what you do. But what made you make the change from that to functional medicine? I do love doing hair, and I love people. Yes. That's what I love the most is people. And um, as I've been, and it could be because I've worked in a small suite for in a ten by ten room for. Uh, several years, I feel like the chemicals are toxic to my body. I feel changes in my health. I, uh, my allergies are much worse and I go home at night from work and I feel exhausted. Like I have to take a nap before I can make dinner. So I know it's taking a toll on my body and on my health in some way. I just feel like my toxic bucket is full. So it's time for me to make a change in industry. And functional medicine has been something that I've studied as a hobby for so many years and decided to go to school for it and make a huge change in my life. Yeah, we could tell you're passionate about it. So that's one of the reasons why we brought you on too, because people who are excited about uh, functional medicine as far as what they're doing, they tend to get it at a deeper level and or will dig for it. And patients appreciate that. That's something I learned very, very early on is that people didn't necessarily want me to have all the answers they just wanted to work with someone they know, like, and trust, yep. and that would work as hard as they were on their health. Yes. And that's how uh, we developed really good problem-solving skills here. And so people who are passionate about helping people and digging in for answers in an area that doesn't necessarily just isn't a standard, like the standard uh, medical approach, um, that was kind of our keys to success. So just outworked 
other people um, because we cared about the person in front of us. Yeah. So that is, yeah. uh, don't tell this secret, but I suppose it's going out in podcasts, so everyone's going to hear it anyway. But that is the main thing we look at, not necessarily degrees or anything like that. But when I hire, I look at how hard people are willing to work for other people. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. more of a, a, you can't train that. Yeah. You really can't. Yes. And so, and I've, I personally found that people who have a good relationship with God tend to just naturally be that way um, yeah. or have worked hard with that. So that's helped quite a bit. So tell me this, because I'm always interested, because I always learn from everyone who's just newly trained in functional medicine, because everyone assumes because I've been doing this for 25 years that I kind of know all the new things of functional medicine, and I really don't. I, I rely heavily on the people who have just come through the training and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I'll nod my head here like I know what you're talking about with most everything that you're going to say, and uh, some of it I just won't know. So just know that coming out of the gates. But what was the the couple things that kind of stood out to you as you're getting your functional medicine training, what did you learn going through the the training that you just thought was cool or was new to you? Um, or because of how much passion you had heading into it, did you kind of know the majority of what was being taught to you already? Um, I definitely didn't. I knew that uh, gut problems led to a lot of other problems because that was kind of my whole life. Why I even started studying functional medicine was my own gut issues. Um, but I've learned that so much disease starts in the gut Yes, and connecting all of these systems and the body works as a whole. Every system affects the other and understanding how to puzzle piece and fit together. Why is this system off? Oh, it's affected by this and things that you don't think would be um, causing a problem could be the root cause. And disease begins in the gut. And another thing I learned about that I didn't understand was anxiety and how yeah. nutrition affects anxiety, that anxiety is a symptom, not a diagnosis, and what's off in the body. Yes. And most times it's imbalance of, you know, important nutrients, but also missing nutrients. And they're missing because something's off in the gut. Yes. So those those are the two big things that I love the most and really like to dig into. Yeah, pretty much 95% of the people that come through our doors, we have to focus on the gut and sleep. Mm -hmm. By just restoring those two foundational yes. things, we really see big differences. And uh, a lot of like your job as a health coach, actually, Carrie's only been here a couple of weeks, but we already have her being trained in about nine different things. So we'll <laughs> talk about that later. But yeah. your job as a health coach really is to help people move from one area of life when it comes to how they're eating and how their lifestyle mm -hmm. into a healthier version that helps with the healing of the gut. Because it's not just take this supplement, and you'll be good. Right. There's a whole bunch of discipline and there's a whole bunch of factors that have to be followed. We just had this conversation about a patient uh, the other day, it might have even been yesterday, about even a little thing, like a little little bit of milk in a cup of coffee yes. can be enough to derail entire uh, programs. So it's important to pay attention to that level of detail for a lot of, a lot of people. And so you helping them see the importance of that and talking to them and reaching uh, to them at that level. And then also just helping them get out of their own way. A lot of people uh, really don't know how uh, much their mindset and, and the decisions they're making impact right. their health for the good or for the bad. So right. I really want everyone to hear that part of it. So let me ask you, since coming to Synapse, and I know it's only been a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. but um, what have you, what have been some ahas or what have you uh, 
scene that you're like, holy smokes, that's pretty cool. Or, well, I didn't realize that was what it looked like behind the scenes. And uh, we're pretty open here. So you get to, to say whatever, whatever good and bad that you've seen. What's been your experience in the first couple of weeks? Well, I love that we sit together every single morning and have a meeting at 8.15. And, you know, my job hasn't ever been 8 to 5, so this is a new thing for me, getting here at 8 in the morning. Um, but talking about going over patients, we're all wanting to be on the same page with the patients that are that are coming in that day. And I will hear the doctors talking, you know, amongst themselves about some of the things, you know, there's questions that come up and we can troubleshoot together and just learning, um, oh, this lab was off. What does that mean? And listening to how you say, you know, even, even yesterday when we talked about antibodies, PTO and, and, you know, uh, all thyroid antibodies, this is affected, this is affected by this one by toxins, this one by hormones, this one by environmental, you know, that's fascinating to me. And I love the research and the digging into exactly why things are not working properly. And hearing all of that go on helps me to understand. I can help the patient better, I think, in my appointments with them when I understand uh, what kind of things are going on in their health. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we are, um, why we have that actual uh, meeting is to understand, to help the docs problem solve. Sometimes there's so much information out there that we have to process things, even talking out loud. I don't know if the people, mm -hmm. if you guys are listening here, have ever done that where you have to think out loud to solve the problem. <laughs> it's actually pretty common. So we do that on a daily basis. And I remember speaking to one of my uh, patients years ago, it was a medical doctor, and I asked them uh, how often they meet together with their team to problem solve things. Because I saw the show, remember the, the show, TV show House mm -hmm. with a yes. doctor there? Yes. And I said, how real life is that? And, and he said, not really real life. And he said, I truly don't get good, solid meetings um, unless I pull someone aside and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll confer with one person individually. He said, but they really don't have a lot of time. And so um, a couple years back, we hired a nurse practitioner and that was the one thing that uh, she just had wanted her entire career. She just wanted to be a part of a team where they talk about mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And I just find that people who are addicted to learning um, are also addicted to helping because yes. they want to apply that knowledge. And so the meetings are as much for helping the entire team be on the same page. And I even like that my staff who are front desk or answering the phones hear some of that um, mm -hmm. through osmosis as far as just the heart of how the doctors are like working extra hard. And the doctors, it might come off just as a little flippant uh, um, type remark, but you'll hear that, oh, I was, I was doing a deep dive last night mm -hmm. uh, into this patient case. What that means is they spent two hours last night yep. doing and reading research outside, taken away from family time maybe, mm -hmm. or just outside of, of work. And I, I want people to, to recognize that that's how much um, work and effort goes into it. And medical doctors, traditional medical doctors in the traditional system, they do the same thing. And a lot of times they see a lot of research, but they're not necessarily getting that team aspect where they can come in and share it. Right. And it really, really helps with the speeding up of knowledge. So uh, with that, um, has there been anything um, other than the morning meetings that uh, has uh, stood out to you? I know you've only had a few patient experiences right now, but uh, anything else, anything else is a bit of a surprise or is it what you expected as far as functional medicine? No, it 
a lot of surprises. I often do the test that we call BIA, which is testing for cellular hydration and some biometrics for people, just check-ins for the doctors. And as I'm putting them into computer, into the computer, I'm watching the graphs that come out and I'm I'm wanting to learn what's going on with their bodies and and what does this <laughs> all mean? And I'm seeing, oh, oh, her hydration looks great or, oh, the hydration looks really low. And so I love that we're checking that. And also today I sat in with Dr. Natalie on learning an endopat where they're checking uh, for blood vessels and um, arteries. And it's an amazing test. And so she talked to me a little bit about what we're checking for and how this works. And it's it's amazing that we can see so many things inside the body that we don't have to guess about. Yes. And we have actual data from all of the machines that we have tells us the data that helps a lot. Yeah. And if you're looking for information on the endopath, we've done podcasts in the past about endopath, um, podcasts about COVID and vaccine injury that where the endopath can be useful for that. And so it's nice to use a non-invasive tool to then get a, a sense of how healthy their arterial system is especially in uh, today's world. But uh, to your point, just collecting a lot of these little uh, data points um, is super useful so we can uh, look at how is diet affecting things, how is stress affecting things, and we can monitor and and get people as healthy as possible. Uh, Any other ahas or insights or experiences that uh, have just been a little surprising or or good? Good. Um, I do love that there is a, a system that we have here, a program. So we don't just have patients come in and we say, oh, it just change your diet. And here's a pamphlet on how to change your diet. And we'll see you back in four weeks. It doesn't work like that. It's, you know, we're paying attention to, to all of the details and saying, here is this program booklet that we have worked for. It looks like you've worked for, for years to put this together. Yeah, we have. <laughs> and it's so detailed. There's so much information. It's rich in information on why, for example, what is uh, organic? Why is organic important? What does that mean? And there's, you know, five different reasons why or more why we buy organic and talking to them. These are in a slow process of we're going to eliminate this this week. So we're trying to add to people's diet and not as much take away until the next step. And then the week later, we're going to remove something here, but not shock them. And so yeah. it's a it's a system all worked out ahead of time. And if they follow the program, we can find out so much about what's going on in their health, maybe food sensitivities, things yeah. like that. That stuff all starts to bubble up to the surface following this very, very detailed program. So I love that. That's something definitely new to me. Yeah. And that that is crucial because even if people do healthy things, this is the biggest challenge we see in the world today is that we have so much information because people can Google anything and everything. But then you end up taking a hundred supplements because they all sound like right. they're about right. right. You end up taking <laughs> and trying every diet because they all sound good because of other people's testimonies. And the reality is our job has become discerning what does your body say. Mm-hmm. And traditional medicine tends to go off of protocols that have been well-established, but anything that's newer, they don't have protocols for that yet. So they do their best mm-hmm. guesswork with it and everything, right. but they tend not to do anything unless insurance covers it. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. you're kind of stuck. So then insurance companies dictating what you do. And that's also not right not, and a little bit backwards. So we want to go off of what does what is your body saying? Mm-hmm. And then when we teach people how to do that, you are actually in control of your health. 
We're just little helpful guides until you can do it yourself. And that's the key to to good longstanding health is to know your body and assess it. Yes, I get away with dairy. I feel a little sluggish, but it's not that bad with me. But my wife can't have it because all of a sudden she can't breathe through her nose at nighttime and start snoring and it develops into a whole different sleep disorder thing with digestive consequences down the road. So it's important to know what's going on with your body. And so that's what, that's how the programs are set up. And then specifically looking at patterns within the blood work. And I know you uh, came on and that was one of your things. You just love lab work stuff. She's very, (laughs) very detailed with that stuff. And so uh, you think like a functional medicine practitioner, we can already tell that uh, early, just right out of the gates. Yes. Um, And I'm going to speak just briefly on something that happened last night too, because it was kind of cool. We had a patient in here and uh, we were looking for a functional approach to help her become um, ready for uh, a surgical procedure. And so we had to think outside the box. And so we used one of our uh, technologies here. And can you just don't go into detail about the, the, the patient as yeah. we have to have patient confidentiality, but tell us a little bit about just what you saw and then what her uh, experience was uh, with that. And I want to just talk a little bit about that because that is functional medicine. Yes, yes. And um, the machine that we put her on is... Uh, Endo sculpt and what it does. M sculpt. M sculpt. Sorry, yes. not endo. Yeah. M sculpt. <laughs> and uh, I've been saying endo too many things to, too many times today. Yes. It contracts the muscles and releases them. Contracts and releases as if you were exercising. And she's not able to exercise herself um, right now. She's not in any condition that she can be doing any sort of exercise. But her her surgery would require some stronger muscles. And so we put her on that machine last night at the end of the day, just to test it and see what it would happen. And um, she handled it really well. She did great. And um, when she got down from the table and all of a sudden her legs moved and it, she said, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I haven't been able to do this for years. Yeah. And she, I've, I've got to show Dr. Troy. And so she left here just giggling and tears in her eyes and, she was able to have range of motion that she hadn't had for a really long time. And it was 15 minutes on the session that made a huge impact on her body. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that came from understanding there is no protocol for that. This is something that we will be writing a white paper on ourselves and just monitoring it. But uh, functionally it made sense. And so we put it into play and saw that her body received it well. And so all of a sudden now we've got a new strategy moving forward. And the one thing I'm just going to say, the hope that was in her eyes and what came out of her mouth was enough. It's, it made it all worthwhile, right? Yes. So all of us were kind of teary eyed. It wasn't just her. She came to the front desk and she was so jubilant and she was even like fake jogging, which she hasn't been able to really do. (laughs) And and, uh, Emma, our front desk gal there was uh, just looking at me, looking at her, looking at me. And she was like tearing up herself. And she was just so happy because our patient was so happy. So those are the things that we love to see. And when you, it's just not dry protocol stuff. It's, It's real people, meeting them where they're at. And so I think um, your previous career really serves you for what you're doing now and about to be doing because it's people. If you're a people person, that's what is needed to to kind of find alternative paths for people. Right, right. And I ne- when I first started, uh, I never promised I could help people, but I promised them they would never meet someone that would work harder for them. Right. And that's what people want in healthcare these days. They, yeah. they, they want 
hope. And they, even if you don't land on the answer right away, they want someone that's going to fight for them to get that answer. Someone that's willing to dig. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we have a team of people like that here. So they're, They, yes. And they always tried to kind of outdo each other a little bit, which I love. And so someone, uh, Dr. Amber will put something on the, the practitioner chat, which we have a practitioner chat where, where if you read something interesting and everything, she always at like 11 o'clock at night or sometimes three o'clock in the morning because she's got a young one at home. And I'll be like, why are you up? And she'll be like, oh, I was just reading some pretty cool things. And so it was very, very, uh, uh, it's always good to see uh, those types of things and those types of reactions. Yep. Yep. So, well, I thank you for joining the team. You've been a blessing already. It's only been a couple of weeks and we really look forward to what the future holds for you. I hope uh, this podcast blesses people with just a little education on what functional medicine is as well. And we'll be back next week for more info. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Synapse Nips podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast. To learn more, check out our website at www.officialsynapse.com. Until next time, this has been Synapse Nips Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only and should under no circumstances be considered medical advice or a substitute for medical care. Any information given in this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease and is at the user's own risk. Please first consult a licensed healthcare professional. Music